Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 11, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Once again, what do we have on the docket today? Earlier in the day, the market tried to come down a little bit, just like yesterday. And then lo and behold, like the magic hand towards the end of the day, the market gets lifted back up. The trend is your friend until it's not. Just as a recap, what is that horizontal line 385.62? It's not an exact number. It's a general area that we expect the market to run a test of. During the trading day today, had they gotten below yesterday's low, they would have ran said test. But here's what's going on. It's kind of like the David and Goliath situation. David represents the bears. Every time David begins to push the market down, the 800-pound gorilla, which is the trend, pushes the market back up. Until and unless an important enough number is broken to the downside and closed below on a daily basis and then a weekly close, until and unless that happens, the trend will remain up. The trend will turn down once the market closes below a certain area. Obviously, that's not the case today. The trend is our friend until it's not. Or, better said, until she dumps you. By the way, just a little service announcement. The market will be closed on Monday for the President's Day holiday. So therefore, we have a three-day weekend coming up. Why do I bring that up? Because there's always a method to the madness. Because when there is a three-day weekend coming up, traditionally, not every time, doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but we typically get a float higher into the weekend. Doesn't mean it will or won't happen tomorrow. It's just an awareness at this point into a three-day weekend. If the volume is very, very light, which it typically is for the majority of the day on Friday, and by the way, it was very, very light today. So if tomorrow is anything similar or indicative of today, you can expect another floating situation. What happens if there's a surprise? Well, we deal with a surprise at the time. Is there really anything to discuss based on this daily chart? No, nothing that we haven't already discussed. Let's go and see some of the developments on some of the other charts. What's the 240 minute chart doing? It's eating time off the clock, running sideways, period. Little chop shop formation for the last couple of days, but all in all, running sideways, eating time off the clock. Once again, for the second time, I get a different picture when looking at the 120-minute chart. Now, today, they attempted to make a run, to make a test of the breakdown candle high or in the neighborhood. They didn't get there, came back down, and then, obviously, by the end of the day, they bounced back up. And on this chart, stayed above the 20-period moving average or home base. But like we said yesterday, they're riding the 20-period moving average. This is one of these bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of patterns. So we know what the result is going to be until and unless they can close above the high of this breakdown candle. However, generally speaking, we're going to see a move in the southern direction to where? The same spot we talked about before. 385.62 is where I have the line. 386, 385, somewhere in between. That's the general zone. Inside the numbers members, if we should head for that area, we'll have a refined number on the board. Does the hourly chart give us any kind of different look? 
No, it's just a little more magnified than the 120 chart, a little bit more back and forth, but you have the same breakdown candle, you're inside of that going back and forth. Remember, the trend is the 800 pound gorilla. And by the way, you get above this high, this breakdown candle high, the number is 392.28. You get above there on an hourly closing basis, start to close any candles above there, close hourly and then a two hour candle above there, and she's gonna run. And remember, the door is open at that point for 400, 4,000. Not that we're gonna get there in a straight shot, not that they'll even get there, but the door is open and they'll make a run. Why can't you tell me which way the market's gonna go tomorrow morning? Is it gonna go down or is it gonna go up? I get that question all the time. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Guessing whether or not the market's gonna gap up or gap down the next day is really a fool's game. It doesn't work, it works once in a while, and when it works, you get this false sense of thing like it's gonna work. Well, it really doesn't work the majority of the time. But when we show up in the morning and the market's doing whatever it's doing, they're laying out a storyline. They're beginning to develop a storyline first thing in the morning. We've got numbers, we've got patterns that are being developed, and as the day goes on, as they're playing out the storyline, we have our support, we have our resistance areas, we know what happens if they get above one or below another, and that produces opportunity. That's where the intraday trades come from. They don't come from guessing which way the market's gonna go first thing in the morning. Now, here's a five minute chart. Let's do a little case in point. So we're not talking about the following day, but we are talking about guessing or at least not being quote unquote in the know. So now you see on this five minute chart, 389 and a quarter. What does that represent? As it turns out, it represented today's pivot. Well, how do you know that? Well, bear with me, there's a method to the madness. As the market trades, I'm watching the price action. I know where my numbers are. I know where the important numbers are. Now, whether or not it was 389 and a quarter or 389.35 or 389.15 is irrelevant. You have to pick a number and run. You pick a horse and you go. So that was my number. Now, the way I use the number, the way we use the number today is getting below, closing hourly below, opens the door for a lot lower stuff going on. However, if not, if they were gonna still stay above, if they were gonna continue to close hourly above, you were gonna see a floater. You were gonna see what was a light volume, once again, quiet market, and the path of least resistance becomes sideways to higher. So 389.25 was in fact our pivot. Let me show you something else. We're in inside the numbers. You're gonna see a couple of other things. You're gonna see a couple of numbers repeat. Then we're gonna go back to the chart and you're gonna see how we put this all together. Wake up green kind of morning. The band continues to play on here in no man's land. Not a lot of excitement at 6.30 in the morning. So here in the early thoughts, let's just go over this a second because it goes back to something we discussed the night before. Remember, this is a three pillar approach. You learn the foundations of how the market works lazy e-mini trader. You watch these videos each and every night, that's continuing education. You want a PhD, come inside the numbers. What exactly are they challenging in the pre-market activity? I left off the Y out of they, it became the, but you get the point. Yesterday's high, which serves as the gateway to running a test of yesterday's first hour breakdown candle high. The number 
is SPY 39107. Opening above opens the door for an early test of the neighborhood of the high, 392.28, give or take. Now, back on a 24-hour chart, so the market opens for trading at 4 o'clock a.m. So what are they doing? They're challenging the 391.07 area. That's why I put it on the board bright and early. Why are they up here? What's the significance? How do you know it's important? Well, now you know. Let's take a look at it with the after pre-market activity, meaning the regular session activity. They opened above, immediately failed, tried to recapture it, and traded away. Do you think that spot is important? Yeah, it is. It was on the board first thing AM. What did they try and do toward the end of the day? Come back up to run a test of what? The same spot. Why did they keep coming back? The reason they would keep coming back is to get through to go to the next spot, which is the breakdown candle high. They're selling away from it, but they haven't really been rejected. Food for thought, awareness. Let's see what else we've got. We'll come back to stocks on the move. Right out of the gate, obviously, since they opened above an important spot, it looked like, and the door was open for, to them to run a test of the breakdown candle high, 292 and change, so we're putting it on the board bright and early. Should they do that, it would be overhead resistance should they get there sooner than later. We'll talk about TSN later. Now, here's the first thing that pops up. We'll take a look at the 951 post, just in case... 390.42 should be support and is the gap left open from yesterday. Let's get our faculties here. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Guess what? They come into 390.42 and do what? Spike it by a little bit, few pennies, and then do what? Rally away from it. Then do what? Come back to run another test. Guess what? Where did they rally up to? Here's a high of 391.37. But that wasn't really on the first run. On the first run, they went to a high of 391.21. So 390.42 is support. Anybody that chose to participate on the long side of the market at that price, guess what? By 10.01, traders who took the trade or purchased the SPY around 390.42 should be looking for a move back to 391 for a target. Profit along the way. They can go higher, but you've got to protect the trade. By 10.05, they had gotten to 390.97 against 391, and we're moving along. 10.15, they're still floating around under 391. The longer they do that, the more evidence builds. They're going even higher. At a minimum, they should get to around 391.20 at least. Back on the chart, again with the faculties right at the vertical again today's activity, I've moved the line to 391.20. What was the high over here after the bounce? 391.37. You need a tour guide if you're active in the market during the trading day. We're moving right along. Now it's kind of quiet, so I wanted to just post a picture with some commentary so that middle of the day we kind of have our faculties. What are we looking at? What's really going on here? Here's an hourly chart. Let's see what the post is. Let's learn something. The picture below tells a storyline. It's an hourly chart. Focus on the highlighted section, obviously. The market created the big breakdown candle. They climbed up near the top on time. What does that mean? Well, you've taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, you know what that means. You started to get a full stack of information. On time, pseudo-doji candle, big breakdown candle, all that stuff. 
So we want to know what's going on. We want to see what the storyline is. Remember, here's the same hourly chart. Forget about the last four candles of the day. They did the thing where they run up, they on time make a turn and come back down. They put in one of those signs and signals of a trend change. The thing was a full stack. It's right out of the course, bar none. So here we're telling you what it looks like. We're telling you what it should look like. And it did look like that. It just didn't really finish off the job. They came down, they found support, and we're never really able to get much below and certainly close hourly below our pivot. Back to something I said before about the guessing and not guessing thing. If you know where the market is vulnerable, if you know where the market is less likely to be vulnerable, today's number was 389 and a quarter. So if they're closing hourly back above that, you just don't want to fight the market. That's what it looks like from where I sit. Let's see what else we've got in here. We're moving right along. Just laying out the thing as we get closer to lunchtime, put in perspective the type of volume that we had. So far they registered and that was within the first 90 minutes of the day, eight and a half million shares in the SPY. In case you're not familiar with how the SPY trades, that's very, very light. It's summer doldrum-like volume, August-like volume. Just information. You need information. Now here's one. Let's say they come down a bit. This is at 11 o'clock, so this is before they came down, obviously. 389.50 to 389.20 was the zone. There it is again. It's the same spot. It's support. If they break it by a lot, or they close hourly below it, start closing a lot of candles below it, it opens a door for something else, support should produce a bounce. It did. Tour guide. You need to know what's in front of you. Moving right along. From this point forward, you can read the rest of the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts to double check the work, see what was said, see if this information is going to be valuable to you during the trading day each and every day. Stocks on the move. We had two hit their price objectives today. We're going to take a look at TAP. We're going to take a look at TSN. TAP was a dud, kind of tapped out. 44.57 was important. You could see at the end of the day, the high in this candle, the last 15 minute candle was 44.59. So they rallied back to test the number from the underside. What does that mean? Likely means they're headed to another destination because all they did was eat time off the clock all day long. They had a cup of coffee down there and that was the end of it. They never really got a bounce. And here's a lesson learned. I want to go over something because the market has a tendency to remind us of things. I got reminded of something today. Let's take a look at the five minute chart. So you're getting a haircut at the open and the stock comes down close to 44.57. What was the low here? 44.61 and it bounces away and makes a high of 45.22. So on a minimum basis, it pretty much gave you the base hit. Not a whole lot more, but it gave you a base hit. Isn't this trade off the table? And the answer is, yeah, it should have been off the table, but for some unknown reason, I took the trade. I did the thing where you convince yourself it's going to be fine. It's going to bounce from there anyway. It's not a fast moving stock. So I knew that it wasn't going to go to 40 bucks. I'm looking at the daily chart and we're into this zone over here. That's where we were. So I'm figuring you've got to have some support under normal garden variety market conditions. 
They're going to bounce the market there. And they ultimately did. They just didn't get anywhere. But here's the thing. I say it all the time. When the stock comes close and bounces away and it gives you the deal, it gives you the minimum required profit, it's off the table. If it comes back down, it's a no trade. Now, here's an example of I made an error today. I know the right answer. Why did I do it? I had a brain fart. Lesson learned. Don't deviate from the rules. When you deviate from the rules, you end up losing. And when you end up losing, you get reminded about why you follow the rules. Just as an aside, I'll be wearing the schmuck shirt tonight for taking that trade. On a brighter note, how about TSN? Haircut at the open, comes into the numbers, spikes it a little bit, has a nice rocket ride away. And guess what? From an entry of 64.67, the high was 66.38 just minutes later. That's a nice trade, better than a base hit. It makes the other one okay. As long as you have a takeaway, as long as I learn my lesson, at least until the next time I do something stupid, the market has a tendency to be a great teacher of lessons learned. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Anything material? No, the chart looks very similar to the SPY and the same thing as last night, the night before, above all the moving averages, a little bit too far from home base. You know the routine, but there's nothing new on the daily chart. Hourly chart shows an interesting look. You got a couple of breakdown candles. You've got a clear one and then clear another. So we'll see what happens on Friday. They can gap it over this stuff. That's the preferred way they like to do it in order not to fight through a specific spot. We'll see what happens. Interesting day with the folks down at the transportation department. They were down nicely earlier. They recovered. Look at that candle. They really tried to get or finish on the highs of the day, it's interesting. They're above all the moving averages. And this is another example of the 800-pound gorilla. The trend is the one that's sucking the market back up. It draws the market back up. Very hard to fall. Very hard to kill a bull. They'll eventually kill it, but it's very hard to kill a bull. Sometimes they got to bring in the black swan to kill the bull. Silicon Valley people, anything going on over here? No, it's just a grind higher. There's nothing to do, nothing to say. Up 0.4%. Trend is your friend. Move it along. How about the XLF? I'm starting on the weekly chart because I want to point something out. Obviously, maybe it's not obvious. I shouldn't say obvious. Nothing is obvious in the market all the time. But we were talking about this breakdown candle high. And the high was 30 bucks. It's 30.06, but we kept saying 30 bucks. So they closed below it, the week ending 129. The closing price was 28.95. The following week, right away, they recapture it. Now they're challenging the highs once again. Is that bullish or bearish behavior? And it's a loaded question because it's really bullish behavior. They tried to knock the market down, and guess what? They couldn't do it. Hard to kill a bull. Awareness stuff. And here's the kicker. Good old smash mouth. Check this out. Up 3.5% today, over 8 bucks. Remember the weekly chart? We were eyeballing the breakdown candle high. Well, this may be our answer. It'll be interesting to see if they can continue and get some follow-through or at least stay above by Friday's close. And here it is. This is, once again, breaking out to new highs. Unbelievable market. And guess what? Look at the volume. You had over 5 million shares against an average daily volume of 2.8 million, that is institutional participation. K 
Can it be a blow-off or exhaustion? No. It can be the beginning of a move that becomes a blow-off move or an exhaustion move, but this one candle, one day in and of itself, really isn't exhaustion-type volume. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.